Today's program has been brought to you by Heritage Foods USA, the nation's largest distributor of heritage breed pigs and turkeys. For more information, visit heritagefoodsusa.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. morning you're listening to in the drink on heritageradionetwork.org i'm your host joe campanelli and today we have shelly lingren on the show uh, in a in an industry just chock full of amazing wonderful hospitable nice passionate people shelly lingren is one of the most uh in all of those categories uh, <laughs> uh shelly welcome on the show <laughs> Hi, Joey. Hi. How's it going? It's going great here in New York. How are you doing? Good. I'm in Italy. Where we, that's where we met that one time. And so I'm, it's 4 o'clock in the afternoon, about ready to have, well, I've already had wine today because I'm in Italy. So <laughs> That's, that's the, uh, the biggest uh, difference about Italy and, and New York. If, if, in New York or uh, in the States in general, if you have wine at lunch, it's like, whoa, that person is really, you know, taking it easy. But in Italy, if you don't have wine at lunch, everyone's asking, are you okay? Are you, are you pregnant? Are you sick? Like, why, why aren't you having wine at lunch? Oh, absolutely. They understand hospitality here. I mean, it's just off the charts. And it's always so good because our focus in the restaurants in San Francisco uh, of hospitality, but also the wine and the history. And so when I get over here, I'm just like, I get recharged and I'm able to bring that back with me. Yes, and and I, I've been, I, I'm, I'm here with um, one of the great sparkling wines of the world, Bella Vista, and they also have Kincati Castaldi. So I've been drinking. That's what I've been drinking since I've been here. So you're, days. you're up in Lombardia. <laughs> Not in a bad life right now. <laughs> Not too bad at all. Um, so I didn't mention it at the top, but, but Shelly is the wine director and owner of A16 and SPQR. It's actually two A16s now. Um, and the author or co-author of A16 Food and Wine, SPQR Food and Wine, uh, James Beard nominated uh, for Best Wine Service in the Country four times and uh, a, a recipient of uh, Michelin Stars for SPQR. Uh, truly, I mean, what, you know, someone that's at the top of the industry, I'm, I'm so excited. And, and uh, someone mm-hmm. I look at as, as a good friend as well. Yeah. So, um, you know, that, that's so nice to say because I think this when I think of you and all that you've been doing in New York and it's, it's just like it's inspiring and it's it's great to be with people that um you know are always helping to ins- you know inspire each other and I look at you and I'm like yay I get to talk with Joey so um thank you for having me on so Shelly, what brings you to Italy right now is it to uh particularly to visit this uh Franciacorta region and and what what's it like up there by the way I've, I've never I've been to Lombardia but never to Franciacorta well, I'm sort of making my journey. They have a, an estate in Maremma, and um, this is sort of an up-and-coming region in south of Tuscany and uh, just south of Bulgari. And um, so I flew into Rome, and I'm, I'm with um, 
some friends from the U.S. that are um, working with the wines. And I'm, I'm eventually, in a couple of days, making my way over to Verona for the biggest wine show of the year in Italy. And I don't come to it every year, like a lot of wine professionals in the Italian in this wine industry do in the U.S. I just, it's, it's hard to make the trip um, with everything, and I'm also a mother. So, um, but this year, I just... I, every year I could say, I'm going next year, I'm going next year, and so I'm here. I'm going to go. Well, so tell us about Vin Italy. That's, uh, I have never, I've never been. I've always been a little intimidated by it. <laughs> oh, I wish you were coming. It's, um, so I have a strategy. It's, it's, it feels like it's like nine football fields big. Every, almost every producer of, of um, Italy is there practically. Every region is represented because wine's made in every corner of Italy. And um, you just have to, you can only, at your best, put a small dent into it. Um, this, this year, I was hoping to focus on the south of Italy. So um, I literally will beeline for small regions like Molise, Calabria, and then go to larger producer regions like uh, Puglia and Sicily and, and then Campania and um, just see what's happening, uh, be in touch with, a lot of the producers face-to-face, sit down with them, talk with them about their wines. And, um, and there's also, this is new to me, there's a lot of satellite casings that are focusing on the way they farm. Mm-hmm. Um, Alos Legator does Suma, which is a green tasting. They do, in, inside of Italy, there's Vivit, and it's all natural wines. And then there's Vini Veri, it's also natural wines. There's Villa Fiaferita, it's outside the... The event, the Vanilli event, but um, there's just a lot of focus on certain philosophies of making wine that's kind of taking a wave of excitement in um, in, in wine production. So there's just a there's just a lot of wine, and so I'll I'll arrive. Um, I'll be going with my friend Cinzia, who makes a prosecco called Lavinia di Alice. It's absolutely fantastic, and we're gonna um, you know drive over about 7:30 in the morning. And I, about 4.30, I'll wrap up, and then I'll go to an event um, almost every day or meet up with somebody. So it's like morning, noon, and night, tasting. Drink, so you're drinking all day. But you have to be professional about it. It took me years to learn how to sit. It really did. Because um, I remember first going to tastings, and, and like I couldn't, I, I couldn't taste hundreds and hundreds of wines without feeling like I got drunk. And, um, oh, yeah, and you, you, you know, have to really to spit. About that's, it, what, but, that's what um, I've learned. Once I, once I learned how to spit correctly, then you can just, you can do it. So you got, you, you got to do it. it. I know, uh, at first as well, if the wine was really tasty, I'd, I'd spit out most of it, but <laughs> you know, you end up swallowing <laughs> yeah. a little bit. Like, oh, this is pretty You're good. Like, no, 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 not all of it. <laughs> <laughs> but it, yeah, but that, I'm sure that I'll catch up to the big tasting like that. Um, now I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really curious if you could report back, uh, for me personally on, on okay. what's going on in Molise, because that is a region that I know yeah. almost nothing about. We get, we get very, very few wines from Molise here in New York. Um, and, and I, I just assume being, uh, you know, kind of where, where it's located, um, some hills on the inside, the coastal vineyards, you know, clo- mm-hmm. coming close up to, uh, to Marque. It, 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 there's gotta be something interesting going on over there and, and Basilicata, maybe. Exactly. There's tons. Yeah. There's a lot of Basilicata happening right now too. Um, yeah. And they're just, they, um, you know, ever all these histories of um, 
um, generations of families in the wine business. Mm-hmm. But, you know, really it's been since World War II that a lot of the quality has slowly been ramping up. And right now it's like a golden age for Italy because um, you can drink great wine all over Italy. And that, even like 20, 30 years ago, you couldn't, you couldn't say that. So, um, so we are really in a great position with Italian wines and drinking them because, um, you know, I feel like they're better than they ever have been. Now, I just got back from my first wine trip to Campania, which is the area that you are uh, most familiar with, that, that you're really known for. Um, how, how did you get so interested in Southern Italian wines and especially the wines of Campania? So I, um, I think I started as a complete blank slate because I um, spent most of my career in French fine dining in San Francisco mm-hmm. um, for about 14 years as a captain in um, in restaurants, and that's where, you know, when I was finishing college in San Francisco and working full-time and getting my sommelier certificate, and then I um, I went to, on my honeymoon, we went, I, I, once I was studying for wine and I fell into Italy, I felt like um, there was just so much of it underrepresented, uh, because you hear about the really famous areas, beautiful wines of Piedmont and Tuscany, and the Veneto, but you know, but you never heard that much about the wines of Campania. But the wines were great, so it was actually going there and um, kind of researching pizza for um, in the process of wanting to open a sixteen, and um, and um, basically it was like the wines that went with the food there. There was tons of there was tons of options. So when I, in the Bay Area, we couldn't really find that many. They're there, but mm-hmm. they just were sort of uh, almost like hidden, or they weren't in current vintages in the in the inventory for the distributors. And I would call people that I would buy Italian wine from, but I knew that I'd be like, oh, my gosh, now I know what this wine is. I never knew what Carly Romano was. I never knew what this Tarassi was or what um, Terra Brune was from Sardinia at the time. I just saw Terra Brune, and I went, I don't know what that is. And these are like, there's a lot of really important producers for me and, um, you know, for our list that really, you know, strike the the heartstrings and give a lot of soul to um, the quality of wine that's being made. But I just sort of fell into it because um, we wanted to do a certain type of pizza in our restaurant. And so um, that's really what happened. I came home and I made some phone calls and I kept trying to research what was available. And right around that same time is when we were starting to get more and more wines and some of the local importers started bringing in more, more wines like this. Like I cold called our friend, our mutual friend Bruno one year my, after I've been in Italy, um, you know, nine years ago. And um, I just was, I was fascinated. There's a wine from Pestum, these, you know, huge um, Greek ruins and this, the whole story was just so romantic and just the idea of wine being made there. And I guess, you know, I'm from Northern California, so I um, I grew up in wine country not even knowing it was wine country because there was far few, far fewer wineries um, then than there are today. And, you know, I started working at restaurants at 17, and I remember the first vintage of Opus One, and, I mean, of course, I knew Robert Mondavi, but... You know, it just seems like it just comes, everything's come really far, really far so fast in California. 
and there's a lot of cool stuff happening. But Italy is just sort of this motherland of grapes and knowledge, and, you know, it's a, it's a lifestyle of drinking wine. That is something that I can learn from and bring back to what we do at the restaurant. Right, and uh, Pestum has been around something like 2,200 years or 2,300 years, so <laughs> I I, I'm sure I can see how you put that, that puts things into perspective. And when I, when I was uh, at, actually at Bruno Di Concilis uh, recently, I have to say uh-huh. he, uh, he would not shut up about how much he loves you. Oh, <laughs> he's Bruno, awesome. He's very fun. He's I mean, like, oh, when Shelly was here, this, and when Shelly was here, that. He's, he's a big fan of yours, as, uh, as you are uh, of his. Um, so uh-huh. who are some of the other producers that, uh, will, will kind of always be on, on your list? I know you're, you're, you have, you're a fan of so many different wines, um, but who are some of the like kind of core producers and maybe you consider them friends and, and, and why? Mm-hmm. Um, I have, P- at Pietro Cupa is, uh, Sabino Lofredo and he is an excellent, um, uh, winemaker. Everything he makes is fantastic, but his, his, he's known for his whites, his Greco di Tufo and Fiano di Avellino, as well as Clelia Romano, Fiano di Avellino. And um, from Campania, I would say um, there's wines, there's really historic wineries like Casa de Ombra and mm-hmm. Master Bernardino that have been there for a long time. But right now, what's really um, exciting is finding the smaller uh, wineries like um, there's a new one, new wines from um, a right around Vesuvius like Campi Filegri. That these really um, crisp, dry Falaginas um, from La Sibila. There's there's another new one that is just gonna. They only send over like eight cases. But if I was gonna pick a couple producers, I would say Villadoro from um, the Crema Cristi, which is a wine that used to be, you know, you drink it by the quantity and not the quality, and they've really Focus on quality. Um, there's there's wines like um, Vestini Capignano and um, Alsada Caserta that are doing important grapes like Pellegrello Bianco. I'm really into Cesanese right now. I'm going to Lazio, but um, Cesanese is sort of going with so many different types of food. Mm-hmm. It's really fun to recommend. And um, there's a um, gentleman named Dam- Damiano Cioli, and he's making a Cesanese, which is the grape of the red grape out from right outside of Rome. And um, it's just a fantastic grape. Yeah, I'm convinced um, it's a matter of time before before Lazio starts showing us some really, really great wines with, with consistency. They have uh, 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 the volcanic soils, hillside vineyards, uh, long history of winemaking, uh, somewhat sophist- you know, sophisticated, potentially international wine drinking uh, urban center. It seems like, come on... But Lazio, it's your time. 